Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert, and we've ceded all control over the audio of the show to Todd completely. <laughs> Stair horn. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Our audio overlord. He <laughs> yeah. could take any conversation and then just immediately interrupt it with whatever sound he thinks our podcast <laughs> needs. Like this one. I'm Batman. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's completely necessary for this podcast about three friends drinking Ain't nobody together. got time for that. Oh, Lord. Uh, man, I feel like we've already been recording for like 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Why is that, Chris? Well, you know. Dramatic chipmunk. Nice. <laughs> so we decided that, you know, having three beers in one podcast recording is just, just not enough for us. No. So, um, you know, if you're one of our lucky patrons, you will hear bonus beer reviews every week, which is pretty, pretty cool. That's right. We thought, what do people tune to the show for the most? And we decided it is our beer reviews and how amazing they are. So (laughs) to celebrate that and give all of our patrons a little something extra, we're starting a new thing where every week we'll rate one more extra beer. Some of you will do it, Todd did it this week, and uh, have it as a little Patreon exclusive. Yeah, so um, we're not, you know, clearly we're not Tim or Pete level style beer reviewers, but we figured that you guys liked our beer reviews just the same, and so uh, one of us will be reviewing one beer or multiple beers. So this week, if you head on over to Patreon and subscribe for as little as $1 a month, uh, you will hear extra beer reviews, and this week I reviewed four beers from a virtual beer tasting that I did with Labyrinth Brewing Company today. Yeah, he just chugged them like crazy. He's like, I don't even know. I don't even care. And it was four full full pours. Throw them in a funnel. I'm going to do this thing right now. That's what he said, and that's what we did. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to... I'm not going to spoil the Patreon-exclusive content too much. All I'll say is that Tud did describe a beer as something unlike anything he'd ever tasted before. Correct. And yeah. that's an honest-to-God quote. I'm not just saying that. That is a quote, yes. Now, if you want to find what that beer is, head on over to pay- Patreon and subscribe. Like I said, as little as $1 a month or as much as you know, $10 bajillion if you have that much. Right. <laughs> All right. But so Ted can't be the only one who's had beers already. I need I need beer now. Wait. So, so wait. So you're, you're saying it's time? Yeah. I'm saying it's time. Okay. That's right. Yep. It's beer. time. Beer is good. For our beer is good segment. <laughs> our famous segment, beer is Where, good. <laughs> we talk about how good beer is. We rate, review, and drink. Psycho Stick different wrote beers. a song about it. So. so who's up first? I'll go this week. I'll go first. Um, you know, well, this is me. I just cracked open a beer and pouring it. <laughs> and uh, now I'm going to tell you all what it is. I like to normally bring beers to the show that i haven't had before try them live on the pod for the first time but sometimes you have a beer that's really good and you think man i want to bring another one of these beers onto the podcast and that's what i had this week this is a four pack i got from oscar blues it is their barrel 2020 barrel age series it's called ba20 volume one all mond mond mondi m-o-n-d-e all something Monday. This is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with toasted almonds and Madagascar vanilla beans. And it's interesting because it was in a um, 
comes in a 12 ounce can. Normally, you don't see beers like this in little tiny regular size cans that often. Um, I was intrigued. I picked it up. And a uh, little hint, I really enjoyed it. So, <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can see it pours just like any other imperial bourbon barrel-aged stout. So Yeah, it's, it's dark and it's got a decent head on it. Billion SRMs. Yeah. I poured this about uh, 56 minutes ago. So uh, <laughs> it's gotten up to appropriate drinking temperature now. Um, and it just gives you a little bit. A little bit behind the scenes of how long it takes us to get all the soundboard just tweaked just right where we can really start recording. <laughs> every hey, week. Every it's week. Still, it, no, it, this is, it's a work in progress, boys. You guys complain a lot. All right, so hit us with that special sound effect that means I'm drinking. Hmm. <laughs> wow, 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 very nice. Hey, that's pretty good. That's it. There you go. That's Okay, that's the end of the review. We heard it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> just Borat. <laughs> this is a, on a scale of zero to five. I'll give this a Borat. Very nice. <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad I gave this a little time to warm up, though, because I'm getting some interesting flavors that I didn't get when I tried this last time. Obviously, you get the toasted almond and the Madagascar vanilla beans, but I get something maybe a little more woody, maybe a little oaky. I also get um, like some tobacco flavor. Hmm. I kind of get really like a, a smokiness a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. I know. You know, I've never used that description before, but I see it sometimes in like red wine bottle, red wine <laughs> descriptions. It's like a very Tom and Pete and uh, Ryan word. But, <laughs> Rick, uh, Rick and Tim. Rick and <laughs> yeah. Tim. Yeah. But uh, this is excellent beer. Uh, I gave this a four and a half, which I mean, I, I don't often write beers that high, especially – Something like this I just saw found in the grocery store on the shelf. But it reminds me a lot of the, the 1050, if you've had that, which I know we've all had it on mm-hmm. the show before together. Yeah, I really wish I had my really old 1050, but uh, somebody broke it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you replaced it. Yeah, it but it, it's, I feel like it's not the same. No, I guess not. That was that was the golden can of 1050. This we drank it. This we is got my to taste it. For you. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a million years ago. <laughs> but I'm encouraged by the fact that this says Volume 1 on the side. So hopefully this is a series that Oscar Blues is doing. Um, I know that you can find Oscar Blues pretty much nationwide. Have either of you seen this can at your local beer cellar? No, but I've been telling Dana, I'm like, I have to go get good beer. I have. I just picked up a mix pack of a new mix pack at the local food line. But other than that, I've had all the beer. So like, <laughs> well, yeah, and especially if we start rating an extra beer, you know, I know. we're gonna have I, to step it up. I need, I need, so I, I need to make a trip to like either Total Wine or Craft Beer Cellar or something. It's got to happen. I just got to go. I got to go, and I got to stock up. Or I told her I, I'd be like, I'll just go to Asheville for an afternoon. Just you know, go to all them places. I mean, what else do you have to do with your life right now? Uh, you know. Yeah, I know, right? She's like, you have to go on a stream day, and I was like, well, streaming is work, so I can't skip work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how how far are you from Asheville driving wise? Hour and a half. Yeah, I would drive an hour and a half. I mean, you. The fact you that are, I'm not uh, in the car right now is is saying something. No, I guess I'm saying that uh, I've I've driven further for less beer. So. <laughs> That's true. <I> mean, <laughs> oh well, yeah, you have to drive. An hour and a half to get to the local grocery store. That's right. Every day. Grocery store. That's it's where he has to get his horse groomed. It's an hour and a half away. Yeah. Not groomed. They just clean the shoes. 
It's not <laughs> grooming. <laughs> I do that myself. For for one bottle of water, it takes over a three hour trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just well, I just have the hand pump out back. That's what I usually I just fill up a pail with that. So works out pretty well. Um, okay, so f- I gave it a four and a half. I think that the Untapped Universe thinks of this BA twenty Volume One All Mond Oscar Blues can. I think they're gonna say it's a four point two. Wow, so close. Three hundred and sixteen check ins. Wait, only three hundred sixteen check ins. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 316. I guess I'm not surprised you guys haven't seen it then. Yeah. 4.21. Oh. Oh. (laughs) You know what? We've been off by one. That's right. Cue the sad violin. We've been off by a hundredth of a point at least five times now. It 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 we we've been definitely narrowing it down. So I think kind of crazy. We've been talking about what we're gonna do when we actually get it right. I think we just have to ch- chug the beer. That's a good one. I've also and I've got a special sound clip for it too. Ooh, you, nobody will ever hear okay. it until that day. Celebrate okay, good. good times. Come on, time to celebrate. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We just have to chug the beer. That would be terrible. What if it like? I don't want to chug this beer. I know, but like, what else can you do when you get it right? That's what you. That's what we're playing up the river, down the river. When you get it right, you gotta chug the beer. I don't know. Yeah, but you play up the river, down the river with crappy beer okay well then we should have to chug a crappy beer instead okay i can do that i do that daily yeah (laughs) i have crappy beer in the fridge that i can chug so yeah okay so anyway chris what do you got for us tonight all right so i'm actually very excited about this beer hang on wait wait we need a transition sound effect oh sorry i forgot that this is we need to our podcast two and a half hours now screw momentum and conversation flow we need gongs (laughs) I'm so glad that we waited. Um, okay, so I'm now I'm not excited about this beer anymore. Uh, I was excited. It's over now. All right, so no, I am I am actually excited about this beer. Um, this is from Plan B Brewing from New York. I've had them on the podcast before a long a long while ago. Um, actually, I drank it at your house, Tut. That's right, you did the plan B brewing that we recorded live. Um, but I have a different beer by them. Uh this is the this is the Raised Bed, which is a tart New York farmhouse ale. Oh, uh, it's brewed with lemon ver verbera? Verbena? I don't know what that is. But anyways, lemon V word, lemongrass, lemon basil, bee balm, and pineapple mint aged in oak. So lots of lemon. A lot of lemon, pineapple, mint oak barrel aged i'm very excited i think so. it's funny that you've had this you've had this brewery twice on the podcast and you don't live in connecticut and i live in connecticut and i've looked for this brewery and have never found it <laughs> you're just looking in the wrong places i guess i'm telling you man the craft beer seller had had it uh both times and super excited about this one um gonna go ahead and pour this bad boy sounds tasty some ASMR for you. Who needs ASMR when you have soundboard? Correct. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, audio overlord. Um, <laughs> okay. Metal Gear Solid. That's yeah. like the surprise noise from Final Fantasy. From Metal Gear Solid, yeah. Oh, is that Metal Gear Solid? Okay. I've never played that game. But anyways. Um, so, very nice and clear. Um, it's a little driplet. Uh, nice and I guess it's a little... Actually, I guess it's hazy. It's not super clear. Hmm. 
but nice golden color. Not much of a head. It actually looks a little fizzy. It looks does. a little fizzy. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. So on the nose, you do get like some of that tartness that you expect from a, a farmhouse ale, as well as a, a slight hint of the oak. Um, very excited. The last one I had from them was the Royal Jelly, I believe it was, and it was phenomenal. So um, I, I'm very excited to try this beer, which I'm going to do right now. I feel like we need a, something for this part. Oh, I thought you were going to put in like the Homer Simpson chugging Duff beer sounds, but... Don't! <laughs> <laughs> That's the same, I guess. So, again, this brewery is amazing. Um, I don't understand how... I mean, you heard the description, and you would expect it to be, oh, it's a billion times lemon. Right, which it is lemony, but for some re- like for some reason, I get like the nice yeah, lemon, I like crisp lemon super lemony. flavor. Um, then the sweetness of the pineapple, the little bit of the mint, and then like just it being married together. It's not like a terribly strong oak uh, flavor, um, but it definitely like kind of helps tie everything together. It works really, really nice. Um, you get some bitterness up front, like you kind of would expect with a tart. Uh, a farmhouse ale bitterness up front and then it kind of trails off with the pineapple and the mint um so you don't get like any kind of terrible aftertaste or anything you know uh if you're not into sours um might not be the beer for you but you know it's you know it's got a little bit of a kick to it a little bit of a bite to it so um but man this this is two for two from these guys I have to go here one day. Yeah, it sounds like a very complex, <laughs> well-rounded beer with like a lot of different flavor profiles. Yeah, I mean, I, I where is Poughkeepsie? I don't know. It's just it's so nice, and you know, if this were a, I mean, it was warm today, but if it was like a, like if this was maybe a little bit colder because it wasn't super cold. Um, if it were maybe a smidge colder and like it was a hot, hot day, this would be like a perfect drinking beer, you know, because it's not heavy at all. It's really light. Um, yeah, I'm big fan, big fan. These, these guys, man, I gotta, I gotta go here. Plan B brewing. Like it's a bee farm. They do all this, all the honey they use, all the bee bomb they use. They do right there on the farm. So, um, Oh, I get it now. Plan B. Yeah. It's it's only in Poughkeepsie, which I don't really know where that is, but it's somewhere close. Yeah. I think you just take 84 West and you go over that new bird bridge. No, it's and then Poughkeepsie's it's on the right other. There. It's it's before the Newburgh Bridge. Now I'm looking it up. You don't cross the Hudson River. Welcome to Geography Alone with Friends podcast, where we tell you where Poughkeepsie is. It's a very boring podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right, now where's Tulsa, Oklahoma? So this beer again, uh, it's a it's a hit for me. Uh, I'm going to give it a four and a half on the untapped scale. Um, I think I gave Royal Jelly a four seven five. I can't remember. Um, I, I think maybe if this thing were a little bit, maybe a smidge colder, it might've been a little better, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a very, very good beer. Um, so four and a half again from plan B good stuff. Uh, well, it's hard to get a much better I rating know, than that really. I and I, I was like, I'm like fighting with myself. I'm like, do I really want to give it a four and a half or four, seven, five? So it's, 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 it's up there folks. It's up. There. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that the untapped verse, uh, think it's going to be high i think it's going to be high not four and a half high uh i think it's going to be a four three seven nope oh oh i thought he held his finger up i thought we were going to get the 
Maybe that is the sound effect when you get it right, and that was the biggest, the biggest trick of all. <laughs> nope. It, um, nope. Out of uh, 543 check-ins, the untapped verse has rated this a 4-2-3. Okay, all right. Still high, but not as high as I thought. Okay. I guess I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so another home run. I'm glad I got to, I'm going to be able to drink this right now. But speaking of drinking, Tud, are you ready for your fifth, sixth beer of the night? Whatever it is. Yeah, 25th. Yeah, I'm ready. Whatever you do, you do you. Uh-oh. What's that? I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, oh, my God. I, I see faster. the little floaty. <laughs> ah. Ah. It's face your beers. It is face your beers. Um, so this week I brought a really unique beer that I purchased within the last week to the podcast. And the reason it's a face your beer is because of the words that are about to come out of my mouth. This is called Surf by Evil Twin and Stillwater uh, Brewing Company. Surf also came with a beer called Turf. But the Surf beer is more what deserved to come to the pod because it is an Imperial Gosa brewed with shrimp, lobster, lemon, and sea salt. Wow. Okay. Lives up to the name for sure. (laughs) It is uh, 7.4 ABV and it's got a nice little picture of some, you know, some lobster and a little bit of butter on the Mm, side. I'm getting hungry looking at it. Mm -hmm. So I figured that it was worth bringing to the podcast and uh, diving on in. It came in a, it came in a four pack, uh, two surfs, two turfs. Uh, The turf is a imperial stout that's aged over beef jerky. Oh, wow. Are you going to bring that one on the podcast? I, I may, for another Face Your Beer segment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like we can't give our listeners just the surf without the turf. You know what? Right. I'm going to do this. My next Patreon review, I'll review turf. All right. It's turf. So if you okay, want to hear turf, folks, you know where to sign up. Patreon.com slash right. DAWF podcast, which I assume is our URL. There he is. Awesome. And this, and for those of you that don't know, this is a Face Your Beer segment because Tud is deathly allergic of, to, to seafood. So. <laughs> Yes. No, I'm just kidding. D- don't don't drink this if you are allergic to shellfish or seafood. Yeah. So. Although, if you did, shame on you, because look at the can, folks. I mean, True. I don't know how you get tricked True. into that. Or read the beer I'm description. I'm not so sure about this. I'm allergic to lobster. Are you sure there's no lobster in this? Okay. So, it pours extremely clear. Kind of like... Oh, just super like, clear. Just like the color of a Bud Light. Yeah. On the nose, it smells like the ocean. Now, Ted, let me ask, because I don't know this. Do you like seafood? I do like seafood. Okay, all right. I, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. I'm not a real big oyster stout fan, which is brewed with real seafood. Um, yep. So I can't imagine that I'm going to be a, a huge fan of this. But then again, who knows? Maybe this will be my favorite beer of all time. Maybe this will get the elusive five rating for me. Maybe. Maybe that's why we do face your beers here, because you don't know. You don't know until you try. Right. Correct. You don't know. So, sniffing the can, I wanted to see if I could get a little bit more of a captured, like, smell flavor. And you could definitely... <laughs> <laughs> you know, see if I get some of that nose taste. Yeah. Yeah, you just want... I wanted it to come out of a smaller hole. <laughs> smell flavor. Oh, man, I was wondering what the episode 10 was going to be, too. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, about the smell flavor. So, oh god. So it definitely smells a lot more fishy in the can. Just um, the 
the glass smells like the ocean. The can smells like fish. Correct. Um, I'm kind of nervous to try this. So, I mean, Evil Twin and Stillwater are both good breweries. They are both really good breweries, and Evil Twin has a history of doing weird beers pretty well. Right, right. So, it's, I think, I mean, I think you'll be safe or it'll be disgusting. It's one of those two. All right, here goes nothing. But the third one is he loves it. It's a 5.0 is the third option. <laughs> <laughs> so, it just tastes like a Goza. You don't really get any of those um, seafood flavors, huh? No real seafood. I mean, on the back on the back end, it definitely has a little bit more of a plain flavor, I guess, if you will. Like, more of like a... It doesn't really taste like anything. It kind of just like mellows out into water, I guess. And I think that just is kind of attributable to how light it is. But on the front, it's just a lot of... Uh, a lot of sweetness and a lot of bitter, or a lot of tartness that you would normally get from a, go- a goza, with a little bit of a the, the saltiness from you know the sea salt, the seawater that they brewed this with. But I'm not getting a lot of shrimp or lobster flavor out of this. Um, in all honesty, the the goza that that Two Roads and Evil Twin brew together, the uh, Evil Geyser or Geyser Evil or whatever it's called, is a much better representation of the the, the goza beer than this. Um, mm, that's a very good beer. It is. This this one, I'm a little upset. I mean, it's perhaps that it's it's the bottom of the can where the where the lobster flavor is hanging out. So let me pour pour the rest of it into my glass. Yeah, you got to get that smell flavor into the drink flavor. <laughs> yeah, you got to transfer the smell flavor into the drink flavor. Into the mouth flavor. Into into the mouth scent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that I've gotten the entire can into the glass. I mean, it, it has hazed up a little bit, but it's still pretty clear. Um, yeah, maybe all those lobster bits were hanging out in the bottom of the sediment. So maybe maybe we'll get some more in there now. The flavor still hasn't changed all that much. I mean, it's a little bit more fishy on the back end than before. Um, but it just really hasn't. It's just kind of it's just kind of a standard Goza beer. It's uh, kind of upset. I was kind of hoping that this was going to be something that was either going to be you know nasty or or amazing, and it's just kind of. Yeah, sometimes sometimes mm. when we face our beers, they're they're duds. But well, you know what happens is usually when you face your beer in real or you face your fears in real life, it turns out that there's nothing to really fear. And I think that's that's my takeaway from this beer is that there was nothing really to fear from surf. Well, wise words. Let's see how turf is. I guess on uh, Patreon exclusive content in a few weeks. Mm. So yeah, um, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I'm actually really I'm actually really bummed. Evil Twin, if you're listening, which I know you do. I want I want more fish. Does does it say how many how much fish they put into the beer? Because lobster ain't cheap. It does not say. Is it like one lobster <laughs> per barrel? It's just swimming around in the bottom of the tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't say at all. No, overall, I, I I'll give this. I'm gonna give it a. Th- it's a. Th- I guess it's a three five. It's just a standard goza. I'd buy it again if it was sitting on the shelf. If I was looking for a goza and couldn't find the geyser goza by. Two Roads and Evil Twin, but um, but I'd probably just go and try a different one if I was really setting out to, to look for Yeah, one. it's probably not worth the price either. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't super expensive, but it wasn't cheap either. I'm going to say that the untapped diverse is kind of on my page with this, but I think they're going to say it's probably like a 374 just because they'll be like, oh, look at it. It's special because it has shrimp and lobster in it and not realizing that it doesn't taste like either one of those. So I got it here and... It's actually 
um, a little bit higher than you thought. Now, granted, I'm only seeing 43 check-ins. So. I mean, it is a new beer. It only came out last week. Yeah, so only 43 check-ins, but it is a 3.89. So maybe people got more fish than you did. Or we're expecting it to be worse. Oh, also true. Yes, it could be that. Yeah, I, from what I had read on the Facebook page is that a lot of people were were scared away from the beer because obviously they read that it has shrimp and lobster in it and they're like, there's no way in hell I'm ordering that and trying it. You know, me on the other hand, unlike the sheeple out there, I ran, you know, face first into this beer and was like, I'm, I'm going to try it right away. I mean, we got a, we got a podcast we got to play jazz music for. So <laughs> right. you know, I'm always on the, keeping my eye out for some, some, some beers that our listeners will appreciate the reviews of. And I think this is definitely one of those. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm just scrolling through Untapped, and you are not the only one. Ryan M. Don't get really any seafood taste. Uh, let me see who's who else. Um, Carl C. Uh, was a little scared of this one. Pleasantly surprised. Very lemony. Bright. Not a hint of shellfish anywhere. Smiley face. So I guess he didn't want the 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 shellfish. Again, interesting choice. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you order it if you weren't looking for it? He just really wanted the turf. Okay. Yeah, he really wanted the turf, uh, did not want the surf. He was trying to give away the surf. <laughs> He's like, the smell taste on this is just off. Um, Overall, what I'm hearing from Untapped is that it's a standard Goza. It's, it's sweet, yeah, it's yeah, salty. It's, that seems to be what it's it is. Sour. So they just basically like used the lobster as like a, as like a, hey, look at us. We got lobster. Right. It's, we're, we're fancy. Unlike yeah. um, Omnipolo with their Hilma, where they were doing, you know, milkshake fries and burgers this is this and that was actually a good beer this this was more just a gimmick by name unfortunately ah poop well they can't all be winners or losers this is just the middle of the road or tires. Yeah, this is a bronze medalist <laughs> <laughs> now are either of you guys lobster fans yes. yes do you miss lobster living in north carolina chris um so Dana does more than I do. She's way bit more into lobster. Um, but when I go up north, we make sure we get lobster rolls. That yeah, says the, the easiest <laughs> way to eat a lobster in existence. So can you not I, um, get lobster in oh, North yeah. Carolina? Well, it's not the same. I mean, I can get it, but it's not the same. Yeah, like there's a, a place by me that for special holidays they have. It's like a fish market and they will take orders for lobster for like the 4th of July or Christmas or something like that. And um, is it forty dollars a lobster? The prices were surprisingly reasonable. Not super cheap. I would say like probably like twenty five bucks for a one pound or pound and a half or something lobster. But I used to live in Connecticut, um, right near Captain Scott's Lobster Dock in New London. And uh, mm. when I when I lived there, me and my roommates would have like lobster night where we would just like we would all get lobsters and cook them together, and uh, it was a good times for sure. I I definitely miss. Yeah, I think lobster's more kind of it's a fun event because you got the little crackers and you got the I mean like the the not like oyster crackers but like things you open the claws with <laughs> and like you got right. the little plastic bib and you the melted butter and you know I think it's I think it's a fun thing to do. Um, it's almost yeah, too and, work though. It's almost too much work. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a special I, event. You know, you wouldn't be like, oh, I got to throw together a lobster dinner real quick. Yeah, I'm definitely on the almost to work side as well, because as you both know, and as most people who know me know, I eat extremely fast. So that actually says it on your business card. It says Chris Adamowitz, (laughs) 
<laughs> seat, uh, chair maker, and then under that is fast eater. <laughs> He's the molder of butts, don't you know? And then it's his Twitch handle. That's that's what's on yeah. his business card. Exactly. And he prints it on an edible wafer, and if you don't put it in your wallet right away, he just snacks, smashes it out of your hands, and down the hatch it goes. <laughs> Shows you how fast I am. Um, and, you know, so anything that takes, like, this is why I don't like cooking so much, because I'll spend five hours cooking or whatever, however long cooking takes. <laughs> And then it's gone in like five seconds. Like, what the what's the point? I'd rather just not do that, you know? But you do like baking. Yeah, but baking, you don't eat all the baking at once. Oh, that's the trick is it's like, you, you know, know, a little bit at a time. Like, I'm not going to eat 100 cookies at once. I probably could, but I'm not going to eat a whole pie by I myself. I would like to challenge you. I mean, you probably I, could. I no, no. I'd like to challenge you to both of those. I could eat a whole. I, I have eaten all, my whole pie by myself. Like a real pie, like a like a full size pie, like a mini like you know moon pie. Yeah. We're talking a twelve incher here. Yeah, we're talking a big one. Recently, I mean, it's been it's been no, it's been a, it's been a little while. This was probably in my my big big boy days, big bigger. In boy Chris's days. defense, he couldn't find a knife. They were all dirty. <laughs> what do you expect <laughs> me to do? I mean, the whipped cream can had just like just enough left to finish for the whole pie. <laughs> You can't leave a little <laughs> bit left of the whipped cream can. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just come on. So anyways, lobster. Very delicious. Too much work. That's why I go for, that's why I go for the lobster rolls. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, what is that? Is it the sound of a very, very small envelope? <laughs> it's one envelope. Yes. Just flying around. That's not mail. You don't even have Give to us a- the AOL. You, you got, got mail. mail. I don't have a mail one yet. I got to write down blues my notebook. Clues. I got to write down my mailbook or my notebook. Harry Potter theme. Oh, Play that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have one emails. Um, try and keep on top of them. Not let them build up. Uh, this comes and again, from this is the email friend. that we printed out and mailed to you, Chris. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, when I say email, I mean envelope mail. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, the original. See, people don't know this, but uh, email back in the day used to mean envelope mail. <laughs> now, now email means electronic mail, but it used to be envelope mail. Yeah, it got repurposed. So, if e. you ever hear us talk about uh, email again, know that we're talking about envelope mail. If you right. if you want to send us any mail, just type out your letter, hit print. Put it in an envelope right on the front, dawfpodcast at gmail.com. Throw a couple stamps on there. <laughs> It'll, get there. <laughs> It'll get there. It's like Santa Claus. <laughs> then, then, then it shows up. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Everybody do that. <laughs> so this comes from friend and co-host of the pod. Uh, Jordan writes in, says, hey, guys. My real-life carrier pigeon isn't feeling too hot, so I thought I would send you a question using the inferior method of electronic mail or email if you're nasty. Now, he doesn't know the backstory of email. I'm glad we just told him. Listen, he just learned something new today. Yeah. I was talking with my wife about comedy films, and I thought I'd ask you, so comedy film hats, y'all. First, what are your favorite favorite comedy films, respectively? 
we'll, we'll do we'll do first first but first first comes first so tud favorite comedy film i know my name's not tud but i'm gonna jump in and say dodgeball Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one i'm gonna say knocked up it's probably the one i've watched the most hmm i'm gonna go classic i'm gonna say billy madison oh that's also a good answer I think the one thing that Todd and I's answers have in common is that it came out in that, you guys remember that very narrow in time era where they were selling everything as the DVDs that you had to buy because it was the unrated cut of the movie. And it was like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it was in the, the waning days of Blockbuster. But I think because we probably both had those DVDs and mine just like stayed in the DVD player for so long. I saw that movie enough times where I got every single joke. and uh, AKA, we were, we were in college and we just put it on when there was nothing else to put on TV. Right, right. Yeah, Dodgeball is a good, Dodgeball is a good one. And now, now that I say it, I'm, I'm thinking of like so many other ones too. I think I'm sticking with Billy Madison. I watched that a thousand times when I was younger. Like, I love that movie. Chris, I have to say, I think you were a little bit down on my choice. What was yours? Knocked Up? I don't think I've seen Knocked Up. So that's probably why I was down on it. You haven't seen Knocked Up? I said I don't think I've seen Knocked Up, which generally means I haven't seen it. So, if, but if I mean, you like thinking, thinking of if like, you like Seth Rogen, if you like forgetting Sarah Marshall, um, both of those things, then check out Knocked Up. It's a pretty good movie. Knocked Up is entertaining. You would probably okay. like it now too because your wife is also you know going to have another Knocked child. Up. Go. I'm sure you can stream it somewhere. If you go back to a prior handle that I gave called Just Watch. You could probably just type in "knocked up" and see exactly where it is. Hang on, it sounds like sounds like a lot of work. Stand by, we will tell you, dear listener, right now to the sound of my voice. You can stream it on USA, the History Channel. I don't know why. Hang on, what are these? Are these are not things you stream on? These are channels on cable. Listen, <laughs> it says stream. You can stream on it with Directv if you have a subscription, the History Channel if you have a subscription, or USA. I don't recommend streaming it on any of them. You can also rent it from Google Play, Amazon, or YouTube for three ninety nine. It's worth worth the four bucks. It is definitely worth the four dollars. Too expensive, but no. I mean, I think of like everything that, like all the like Anchorman, like Talladega also Nights, funny. like the uh, what is it? Walk Hard. I really enjoyed Walk Hard. Yes. Um, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Yeah. See, there's so many. There's so many good ones. But I'm sticking with Billy Madison right now. Okay. So, anyway. well, like I said, all those movies you just listed are it. We're in that like early that R, 2000s. Yeah, like golden era of DVD comedy. You know what's <laughs> yeah. what's also on my list has to be like the American Pie series as a whole. More specifically, American Pie Two. Nobody ever really talks about them as being some of the greatest comedies of all time. But when those came out. American Pie 2 was one of the funniest freaking movies. If you like that, have, have you watched Shit's Creek? A little yeah. bit. Okay. Because the, the dad, uh, what's the actor's name? Eugene Levy? Yeah. He's uh, obviously, he's the best actor in uh, the American Pie series as well. I think if you like American Pie, you'd obviously like him in that. Shit's Creek is pretty good, yeah. We got so sidetracked. You got like a sentence and a half in on this letter. I know. It's not a super long uh envelope mail but um <laughs> second uh if someone asks you to recommend a comedy but you have no prior knowledge of what they enjoy in f- movies what w- movie would you recommend as a safe bet for them to watch borat really i've never seen borat but i don't think that's a good bet you haven't seen borat either no nor napoleon dynamite yeah neither of borat or napoleon dynamite are really like movies i'd recommend to someone whose sense of humor i didn't 
have any understanding of. Right, right. If you're someone who has to ask, like, so I hear about these movie genre called comedy. What do you know of <laughs> any of these comedies that I could watch? I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't start there. I'd start with like you said, airplane. Anything with like a uh, oh, airplane is great. Yeah, there you go. That's a good answer. Ted, airplane I think is great. that's draining the three with that answer for sure. <laughs> Oh, I gotta add that to my list. A swish. We need all of these sound effects. We need a sound effect that just is Tud saying, I need to add that to the list. Because so, I think we're gonna keep coming up with unique sound effects and Tud's gonna have to keep adding them. Tud, Tud's not gonna speak anymore. It's just gonna be sound effects the entire uh, rest of the podcast. That's number 78 on the soundboard. <laughs> I need to control alt six for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think Borat's a good answer though. I mean it's it, it's a funny movie, but it's only funny like the first like four times you watch it. Well, yeah, but I mean like is it funny? Like if you didn't know if you if you met a stranger and you were like, uh, "Oh, hello. I want to know a comedy movie." You're going to say Borat? I don't know. It just strikes me as like not I mean, that person that you were just imitating sounds like they would like Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, me. Mrs. Doubtfire. That's a good one. Anyways, airplane. I think airplane is a pretty good, a pretty safe bet. It's it's very funny. I think if a movie is a like a parody movie like that and can still be funny, however many thirty, forty years later, it's you know it's it stood the test of time. It's got to be good. Yeah, any of the Mel Brooks movies would also hold up. I think. Keep on bearding, uh, Jordan of the Wreck My Podcast. Thanks, well, I, Jordan. I will say that Obert has kind of stopped bearding. Yeah, I gotta. I don't know if you guys have these in the rest of the country, but I got uh, a haircut. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know what those are. No, I have no idea what that is. I need one so bad. You go to somebody, they're called a barber, and they, they take scissors and they make your hair less. They take your hair and and they remove part of it from your body, and then you leave and you have less hair than you had when you got there. That sounds like a fascinating thing. I wish that we had those open in my area. Yeah. No, uh, we're we're opening up here in Montana. Restaurants are open. Breweries are open. Damn. A lot of places are reservation only because, you know, there's, they have to, all the tables have to be six feet apart from each other. Right. But uh, we're opening back up. We're around to phase two on the day after you listen to this podcast, which assuming you're listening to it on release day is May 15th. So what changes come phase two for you? Gyms, movie theaters. Get at them. <laughs> Go to them. Get get back. Get your swole on. Um, you still got to be six feet apart? Yeah. I don't know what they're doing in terms of movies. Like, I'm assuming they're putting every, social distancing in the seat. Every, every third seat in every other row, I, I would assume? Yeah. I mean, I think you could probably sit with your date, but they're probably saying, you know, that different parties have to sit further apart. Interesting. But I mean, like, are movies even coming out right now? No. Every so, big, every big movie, including you know the all-time great Top Gun Two, has been delayed to twenty twenty-one. A whole year. Wow. Speaking of which, Jordan, I would like to put to put in a request for a wreck my podcast episode of Top Gun. There you go. That's a good one. Tud will Tud will co-host. Oh, I definitely will. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> wreck my podcast podcast Tud yeah. edition. That or if we're gonna watch any of those comedies like Knocked Up, I will definitely join in for that too. Let's. Let's make that I happen. I think a crossover. Oh, yeah. yeah. There we go. We could all watch comedy movies. Oh, wait. What's one of the ones that I haven't seen? Borat? Knocked Up. Oh, or Knocked Borat. Up. Yeah, that one too. Um, 
We could do a uh, we could do a wreck my podcast like double feature. Wreck wreck my Chris. <laughs> I have to watch all these movies. <laughs> no, yes, dub crossover eps. Let's do it. All right. All right. Well, we're running long here. Let's, Chris, shove that nail bag in the corner as I open the freezer and pull out our frosty mug of wisdom. And we fill it with life advice. Um, movies, probably not today, but, you know, games, TV shows, podcasts, um, things for your nose tastes, <laughs> just stuff. Just stuff we like. So who wants to go first on our very special techno edition of the Frosty Mug of Wisdom? <laughs> um, I'll go first, I guess. This week. All right. So as the weather starts to warm up, I'd like to share an activity that people can do to uh, while they are socially distant as well. And that is smoking meat. Ooh, okay. I, You know, I've been interested in smoking my own meat for a while, but I've never done it. Perfect. So if you have a charcoal grill, this is really, really easy to do. Um, if you don't have a charcoal grill, you have to buy a charcoal grill. Or okay, a smoker. I'm out. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, so what you do is you you light um you light your charcoal grill on fire and kind of put the charcoals off to one side to have indirect heat for the piece of meat that you're going to smoke. Um, I use a Weber kettle for mine. So my you know my coals are on one side. I put my meat on the other side below the meat on the same level as the charcoal. I put a pan full of water so that way as it gets hot, the, um, the the water starts to boil and creates steam and therefore creating more smoke. With the charcoal, I throw in some um, some whole bricks of wood. So currently I have a bag of hickory, so, I, so my meat comes out with a hickory flavor. And then I, I put the top on the the kettle and put the, the little holes that are on top of the kettle over the over the piece of meat that way it draws the smoke across the kettle grill and out of the top um generally you want to smoke the meat until your meat reaches the proper internal temperature so a meat thermometer is a good idea to to invest in um i have a i have a dual thermometer it's a, it's actually called a smoking thermometer that you put inside the grill and measures the ambient temperature of the air inside the grill as well as the temperature within the meat so you want the coals on one side and the meat and the holes the smoke outlet on the other the opposite side i got correct and you want to make sure that you're you're keeping the holes both on if you're using a kettle uh weber kettle for example which i figure is the most that's the one that looks like a ufo it's black and it looks like a hamburger i don't know it's right kind of you want to keep the holes in the bottom about you know one eighth to one quarter open and you want to keep the holes in the top about one eighth to one quarter open that way you're 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 kind of choking the charcoal, so it's still going to burn, but it's not going to burn super hot, and but it will smoke a lot because it is still smoldering. And generally, for like a two-pound piece of meat, it's going to take about two to three hours to cook. But obviously, per uh, per American tradition, while you're smoking meat, you can't do anything else. You have to sit there and make sure that the meat's you know properly smoking, and you have to drink beer. It is it is the true American way. So what what do you keep the temperature in your grill at? So for most meats, you want to keep it uh, somewhere around 250 degrees. Okay. Yeah. So I've heard of the snake method um, where you yep, that where is you a method. basically you put all your charcoal in a line. So as one ashes out, the next charcoal lights up. Um, but you're saying you just like make a small pile. How do you manage 
sorry if this is for our listeners who might be less in the grilling. This might be kind of boring, but how do you manage that that temperature just with the airflow? With the airflow, if it gets too hot, you just choke it out, and it. it and what if you it. run out of charcoal? You, add, I mean, if it starts, if this is why the ambient, this is why the dual probe meat thermometer is a really good investment. Because if you notice that the temperature starts to drop too low, you can open the top and throw some more briquettes in, and you know, start the fire back up to get to get warmer. But generally, I, I mean, if you create a row of what I do is if you create a row of two by two that goes halfway around the grill, and then you put another put another line on top of that. And then just light it on fire. That generally lasts the entire time. Um, the issue with the snake method is that if you have a, a 18-inch Weber grill, Weber kettle, which is what I have, and not like the 22-inch or the 26-inch, the snake method doesn't work so well because it, bur- it it doesn't get hot enough based on the amount of charcoal it can light. So you have to you have to adjust for the size kettle that you have or the size charcoal grill that you have. Obviously, it'll be tri- trial and error, but if it gets too hot, you can choke the coals if it gets too cold, you can light more coals. Yeah. So what? Did, so what did you smoke the other day? I smoked um, a pork loin and a pork shoulder. And uh, obviously, it came out great. If you're recommending it as a handle. Yeah. The the first one came out pretty good. Um, not gonna lie, I I probably overcooked the pork a little bit. Um, the second one came out a lot better. I only cooked it to about 143 degrees internal temperature. And as soon as it was done, I took it out and uh, brought it right inside. And because it was a, a pork loin, it's not a pork butt that turns into to pulled pork. It's a it, it's more like a slicing pork. So I cut it into thin slices and it was delicious. My, my one key takeaway from all this is with about, when you think you have about 20 degrees to go, take some barbecue sauce and rub it on the pork. That way it gets a nice crust on it for the last 20 mm. degrees and you have a nice you have a nice like flavor crust over the top of it sounds delicious all right um anything and i should put in I, the show notes for like a, a resource where people can learn about smoking meats yeah so i was gonna say um if you want to learn more i would just you know youtube it and always trust the the uh, barbecuer who's you know a little pudgier because obviously you know if you can't you can't trust the skinny chef you can't trust a skinny barbecue either. Wise words, Todd. And they also have to have like a you also have to have like a southern twang when you're. I feel like that that brings the whole thing together from a YouTube video. You got to be a fat southern guy down there just telling us how to do how to do barbecue right. I mean, he's gonna know if anybody would. He he asked it. All right, Ober. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to you. All right, that's actually a very appropriate uh, sound effect because. I I have a video game related handle. Um, this is something I've been into for a couple of months now. I've been hesitant to bring it on the show because it's honestly the nerdiest thing that I do, and it targets a very narrow uh, slice of our listeners. But we had the Masuda method of reading Chinese or catching Chinese or on here before, so yeah, why hit, not? hit handle so, of twenty nineteen. That's right. Uh oh. So this is this is this going to be better or worse than air? This is better than air. Within the last four to six months, I've really gotten into uh, esports, or actually one esport in particular. So, Ober, if I have the right sound on the soundboard, will you be impressed? Honestly, I think you have every sound on that soundboard. So, no, do you have the soundboard or the, <laughs> the notebook? But yeah, I'll be impressed. All right. So in late 2019, I started getting into watching StarCraft and StarCraft 2 on 
You must construct additional pylons. So, so I was right. Yep. I, I knew I had the sound. That's right. Uh, so admittedly, it's not an easy thing to get into, but um, the 2020 GSL Season 1 just kicked off, and uh, there's a particular match that I wanted to recommend. Um, in in the round of 16, very first match, and uh, if you're not there yet, but you are a watcher, spoilers, so you might want to fast forward to hear Chris's voice for his handle. But round of 16, uh, Group A, Match 1, there's... Uh, Dark versus Tasia. And Dark is the 2019 world champion Zerg player. And Tasia's a kind of a retired Terran who, uh, and this is, by the way, this is in Korea. 90% of these players are Korean. But the, the announcers are both American dudes. Um, great announcers. North or South Korea? South Korea. <laughs> I, I, I know there are Zerg, there's Terran, and then there's... Pro- yeah, Protoss is the sound effect that you played. But uh, so Tasia is a reti- retired, formerly retired Terran player who, in South Korea, you're obligated to go to military service. Uh, he went to his military service, came back, and he's bringing the old school method back. So this was one of the best matches. Um, if you're have never gotten into esports and you're like, what is this all about? This is a three-game series, and it's down to the wire. And there's there's underdogs, there's comebacks. It's like it's a good one to watch if you're like I don't even know where to start with StarCraft esports. So 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 there was a Zerg rush and a pro or a Terran defense versus a Terran rush and a Zerg defense. If this is what I have to understand, uh, yeah. Well, both both. I, I used to I used to play this game when I was like twelve, so I understand. A little yeah, bit of this. I mean it's 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 complicated. Um, if you've never watched. Starcraft, it's it's what's known as a, I think a RTS real time strategy game. I think it's an analogous to like the video game equivalent of chess, where both players are battling each other. Except there's a lot more complex pieces. Things are happening really fast, and you have to balance both your macro game of how you're like building units and upgrading stuff with your micro game of like how you're individually targeting pieces that fight against each other. This is a very good. From both a macro and micro standpoint, this matchup. Uh, some games there's what's known as cheese, which is when you when you cheese somebody is when you like play like a dirty, sneaky, like tricky maneuver that really only works because the person's not going to defend against it well. Um, but there's a lot of good macro in this. No cheese in this matchup. I don't know. I think it's a good one to start at if you've ever played StarCraft Two, or if you're like, what is this whole esports thing? Or if you're another esports fan and you've wanted to get into StarCraft Two, um, I've waited for a long time to find a good match worth sharing, and this is one for sure. Nice. I mean, I play video games online all the time now, so it's not that. Nerdy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> watching watching other people play video games, it's becoming more and more popular. And when I'm on twitch and i'm not watching you chris 90 percent of the time it's because i'm watching somebody else play starcraft <laughs> do you play starcraft yourself then? you know i do but i only play the campaign mode which is the single player version um i don't play competitively online because i uh don't have time for that and i like to be able to pause and i not that big into competitive gaming honestly if somebody wants to hit me up play maybe a co-op map with me campaign mode Reach out to the show. I'd be happy to do it. Um, with that, I'm going to hand off our frosty mug to Chris. Why don't you top it off here? There we go. 
You found okay. the you found the map. All right, the thanks. compass or the perfect boomerang. <laughs> uh, so to this week, I want to put over a book that I am currently in the middle of listening to. Okay, the Bible. The <laughs> <laughs> so this book is called Elantris by Brandon Sanderson. I don't know if you guys have read this one before. No, I haven't. No, no. I do really enjoy Brandon it Sanderson. Was, uh, well, and that's where I, that's where I picked it up because I've re- I've been, I've I've listened to a couple of his other series or novels and things like that, and um, I was getting to the end of my Audible subscription, and I had I had credits to burn, so I was like, okay, let me just see what books I can get, right? And uh, this was this was one of them that I got, I picked out. It had very good reviews at the time. Um, very interesting. It's sci-fi. Like, like, I mean, like you would imagine a Brandon Sanderson novel to be so far. Um, I'm, I'm about halfway through if I had to, if I had to guess. Um, but, and so far it's very, very good. Um, a lot of it's, the story is very confusing. Well, not super confusing, but you know, um, essentially there was this city of Atlantis that at one point was considered all the inhabitants consider were considered gods and something happened and, it's now like a like a, a city of ruins and all of the people and go went from like being gods to being like these like um barely human kind of things um they're still they're still sentient like they know what they're thinking but they're they're just uh not the gods that they once were so um it's very interesting uh you know it if you if you like that kind of stuff i would definitely recommend checking it out because um so far so far it's very very good so uh maybe <laughs> Maybe in a month I'll be like, "Hey, remember that handle? Just forget it." Because, <laughs> but uh, you know, Brandon Sanderson's one of my go-to authors nowadays. So, um, yeah, if if you're looking for a quick one-off, there's only one in the series. That was another thing I liked about it. I don't have to wait for more books to come mm-hmm. out for ten years, <laughs> like like another series I'm still waiting on. Um, but yeah, so I, I would I would suggest checking out Elantris. Look it up. Um, you know the episode of The Office where uh, Dwight tries to tell Jan that Michael's a ter- terrible manager, and he lies and says he went to the dentist. And Michael says, "What's your dentist name?" And yeah. he said, "Doctor Crentist." And he said, "Your dentist name is Crentist." <laughs> I feel like I want to say to Brandon Sanderson, "Like you named your lost city Atlantis." <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's pretty. Uh pretty close there yeah but no um you know i'm always looking for a good book i like brandon sanderson so uh i will check that one out for sure yeah i'm sure you can get i think it's an older book i'm sure you can get it for like dirt cheap well online. you could refer to a previous handle of mine which is libraries and uh you can find <laughs> right, it at right, your right. local library <laughs> yes, or if you're in a state where those are closed they have library portals online where you can get resources for all this stuff And now for the song they play at the end of every race. (laughs) (laughs) That one. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, We'd like to thank the brewers that provided today's beers. I will go first and thank Evil Twin and Stillwater for Surf and Imperial Gosa. I would like to thank Plan B Farm Brewery for their raised bed. And I want to thank Oscar Blues for the BA20 Volume 1 Almond. 
Please make sure that you are heading over um, and following us on all social media. That's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Untapped, and Instagram at uh, DAWF Podcast. Make sure you also hashtag follow the email at DAWF Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're sending us your emails. Um, we enjoyed the email we had today from Jordan. If you guys have any other questions like that, make sure you're, you're sending those over. Or if you have any questions at all, make sure you're hitting us up over there. Or if you want to play StarCraft with Obert, you know, yeah, send that hit, there hit me too. up. He'll be more than, more than happy to come play with you. Um, also make sure you're heading over to Patreon and subscribing. Obviously you've heard about that throughout the episode. Um, we're going to be doing extra beer reviews over there every week. So hop in now before you, uh, miss out on some, that way you're, you're up to date, fully to go each week. Also make sure you are, um, going over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and a review. Honestly, if you like the podcast, leave a five-star rating. If you don't like the podcast, leave a one-star rating. We just want a rating. Go over there. And leave us a rating and leave a comment. Don't tell them to give us a one star. Oh, if you don't rating. like the podcast, I, how are you still listening? Yeah, also, that's you're like true, 70 guess, minutes but... in. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, make sure you're heading over to our Discord where we uh, talk about the episodes and all that. And um, also, thank you to all the new listeners. I know that this is probably your first uh, or second real episode since you've started listening. So uh, thank you for joining us along on this journey. And with that, my name's Ted. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. So I can't believe you haven't knocked up your four I don't see movies just to see movies. I don't know. This is what I have to say to you. I don't understand. Was it fail? Like, you didn't say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs>